Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. Hey, Tim Bradley. Hello, Eric Nutter. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Yeah. A little different this week because I'm not with you. So I apologize now to our listeners that my, my voice and volume may be a little off. I am on a headset, so it's better than my normal tunnel vision on my phone. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster with you. Sometimes you sound good. Sometimes you sound bad. It's who, who knows? Who knows where you're going to be today? It's I'm all over the place. Yeah. Where are you, Joe? Are you sitting? Are you standing? Are you outside, inside? What are you doing? I, I'm, I'm sitting on my front porch enjoying a beautiful day. Uh, I'm trying not to move because I've been told I move too much. Yeah. Mainly by you. Uh, and I sound better when I don't move. So I'm trying yeah. to be a statue on my front porch. People have waved at me and I probably upset a few cause I haven't waved back, but yeah. I've been afraid to move my arms. <laughs> this is my, um, my, my subversion plan to get you, you know, not as active so that like there's, I can catch up to you. You know, if, if you're not, today's active, a good day. It's working. It's working. <laughs> so, but I saw you, uh, you finally got back to the gym. Is that going good? I enjoyed it. So, so my gym is opening um, three days a week. They did Friday, Saturday, and Sunday last week. Uh, we were a little busy with some stuff, but I was able to get in for uh, almost two hours on Sunday. It was nice. Uh, there was only a few people in there, so we we were able to still social distance, you know, cleaning everything down. And it was to get back into a little bit of my routine. It was an inspiration for me uh, just to just to feel good again and work on one of the things that I enjoy doing. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad to, I'm glad you're finally able to do that again. I know that, uh, that was, that was weighing on you. Yes. So, yeah. Cause it's one of those things like, you know, we've talked about it before. There's, there's a lot of things that we enjoy doing then kind of being told you can't, is always a difficult part of it. Right. You know, you could have worked out from home. You know, I did a little bit, but it's, it's been difficult um, to stay committed to that. I mean, it's, I, I've got a few things here. I did some, some 30 day and, and 28 day challenges to, to stay active. Mm-hmm. So I've, I, I wasn't completely, uh, immobile, but at the same time, you know, you're sitting with the computer, you've got work you got to do. It, it's sometimes it's difficult to, to get away and do a few things. Hmm. So you are back at it and that's awesome. And today we're going to talk more inspiration. And, uh, the topic I think we're going to talk about today is, uh, what inspires some of the, uh, the most, uh, influential people out there, the top leaders, um, out there. And so this, this is a little bit of an older article, um, that I came across on Forbes, but, uh, but basically LinkedIn has this, this thing that they did a few years back called the inspiration index. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically what, what it does is it asks, uh, its members to say basically how inspired they are. And so they're, 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 they're taking the demographics, they're taking the data and they're, you know, kind of translating that into seeing who's, who's more inspired, who's less inspired, and then looking at it by demographic and age and that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting. And they said, so they had uh, 3,200 respondents, um, women under the age of 29 tend to feel less inspired than men at that same age. But then 
As they age, women older than 65 are considerably more inspired than men of that same age. So it's kind of interesting. It's like it, it shifts. And as they get older, um, women, women become more inspired than men, I guess. Um, what what do you take from that? I can see that. I I mean, it's one of those where a lot of times at that kind of that age of under 29, uh, you know, the females in our society, are, are they trying to start a family? Are they continuing on with education and a career? So, you know, they're, they're working for that inspiration and then trying to figure out where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as they've gotten older, they, they've made that decision. They're straight laced. Here's what we're going to do. And they, I, I know, especially with my wife, once she makes a decision, this is what we're doing. So um, I, I just think it's one of those things with once you become comfortable with yourself, and I think a lot of times as, as we've gotten older, we've gotten more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But at that young, younger age, we kind of struggle sometimes to, you know, we, we say we're trying to find ourselves. And, and in that same scenario, you know, what, where's our inspiration to, to continue on with what we want to try to do? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And, and I think also maybe <clears throat> there's some, um, some level with, with men in particular, because if the men are, if their inspiration level is declining, that may in part be due to their, their own mental understanding of where they're at in life. Like the older they get, the less they can do. And maybe they're becoming less inspired because of that. Like physically. I think, I think some of it is too, is you, you know, we, I I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'll, I'm 40. So you, you always hear, you know, once you get to this age, you start, you start losing some of your, you know, your strength, some of your capabilities to do things. So uh, along those lines, it's like, how, how can I continue? How can I continue to do this stuff and, you know, try to grow that. So we, we look at that perspective of, all right, when I was in my twenties, I could do this. And now that I'm in my forties, well, I, I can't do it as much. So, you know, that, I think that's where that inspiration kind of starts to decline. Um, you know, then we look at it from that perspective of, am I, am I doing what I thought I was going to be doing in my twenties? You know, right. like we had those grand plans and grand illusions of, all right, there's, here's what I'm going to do. Um, now that I'm in my forties is, did I, did I follow that path? Did, did things change? Where am I at? So, um, I'm going to be honest when I was in my twenties, I felt confident and inspired what I was going to do now that I'm. 40 it's not anywhere close to what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. Does that, how does that feel to you now? Like, have you, have you accepted that or what, what do you, where are you at with that? I, you know, for, for a while, um, it was a, a hard realization of, you know, it, I kind of felt like I had failed with what I had set out to do, but then I look at all the things that I was able to accomplish, everything that um, I have in my life. And I feel like I've been a success. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we look at different sides of, uh, of each picture and, you know, is it the right, what, what you see may be different from what I see. So I think uh, I, I come to accept and, and enjoy what the decisions I made. But again, at 18, 19, 20 years old, I thought I was going to be a professional athlete. I never even scratched the surface of that. So, yeah. Well, you're a professional athlete in my mind, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, 
you know, one thing we we did do years and years ago, if you remember, we actually went down to Stansbury and played a couple times. Yeah, I don't remember doing very well, but uh, you played all right. <laughs> it was one of those things. I mean, it was a team effort, so we won yeah. as a team. Yeah. I don't I'm, think we... I, mean, I played the decoy real well. Like, they're like, maybe that guy can play, and I just don't show them that I can't. <laughs> We, we worked well with each other. It, yeah. it, it was a great teamwork. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So let's get, let's get into this. So I'm, I'm looking at, at the data, um, a couple of things here. Now keep in mind this, this data as I'm, as I'm digging further, I'm finding it's, it's several years old. It was, it's almost six years old. So I don't know how accurate this is, um, nowadays, but, um, it's, there's some interesting stuff in it. For example, like, they found the most inspired location was a, a city in India, um, while the least inspired city was M- Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know. Cold weather. I don't, and, and I don't know what to think of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the members that rated themselves most highly were in uh, Mexico, while the lowest were in China. Um, Russia had a big gap between men and women. Men had a higher, um, rating of their inspiration level. Um, and then size of company, again, this is on LinkedIn. So obviously a lot of these people are tied to companies. Um, people who work at companies with less than 10 people tended to be much more inspired than people who worked at companies that had more than a thousand employees. Which that that kind of makes sense. I, I can see. Oh yeah, because I, at a smaller company, you you have an opportunity. You stand out. Your actions and reactions are, are evident. You know, once you're in a bigger company, you know a lot of times you, you get to, that feeling that you to stand out, and you kind of become a number. Yeah. And when you become a number, you you don't feel like you know what what's my inspiration to to try to improve because I'm just going to move up another number. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I see that. Um, I would also argue that, that it's a perception thing. It's, you know, in certain companies, there's a cultural uh, gap that forces people who are part of it, just, you know, one of the numbers to, to really never be able to kind of make their, make their mark. But uh, if I, 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 feel like you, you can still make your mark. If you, if you really want to, um, and you've got the, the, the skill and the, the capabilities to kind of show yourself there, you, you have the opportunity to, to, uh, make a mark no matter what the size of the company is. Um, Oh yeah. But, but you know, everyone's got their, their perception and, and I've never worked in a company that had thousands of employees. So I don't, I, I can't say that for sure, but I mean, I'm the, company I'm with today has, you know, over, well, they have, we have over 300 associates. Now, when I first started, it was, it was probably in the, in the mid four hundreds. Um, and you know, I, I wanted to make a mark and I wanted to do something and, and, uh, didn't let my relative unknownness coming into the, the business, you know, kind of hold me back. So I, anyway, for, for me, the, the company I'm at is a, a larger company with larger numbers. Um, 
And when I came in to it, I was in that same scenario. You came in as an unknown. Um, you want to kind of make a name for yourself. Um, you know, for me, it was kind of one of those things. I'm representing myself, my last name, and where I came from. So it was one of those things where I wanted to to do everything I could to stand out. Um, you know, I started as a temp, and they had given me this this task, and I got it done within like four hours. And when I went back to them, I said, hey, this is done. And they looked at me and said, well, that was supposed to have been all week. <laughs> and and the first thing I thought was, well, I just worked myself out of a job. And let's, let's, here we go again. So, yeah, but it was, I was able to show that, you know, there was a task that they thought was going to take a lot longer. I, I got it done. And I said, well, what's the next challenge? What else can I do? Right. So it, it was one of those things that it, it helped solidify who I was and what I was trying to do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a scary moment at first because I'm like, Oh no. What did I do? <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the initial reaction from my bosses at the time, they look kind of looked at each other and said, well, what else do we have? Yeah. So, well, and you know, I remembering back now and granted I've been at this, this company for, um, 17 years now, but I remember, similar, similar kinds of things where I had, you know, you do a task and, and you're asked to do something and you do it and you do it not only fast, but like, you know, in a way that maybe they hadn't expected. And that was generally, it's just kind of how I approach things. I apparently, and, um, and there would, there would always be questions about it. If you did it that fast, is it right? If you did it that, right. if you did it that, yeah. that differently than what we expected, is it, is it going to do what we want it to do? Is the, is it going to act the way we want it to act or, or whatever, whatever the scenario may be. And, um, and you, I, well, at least for me, I found that I had to spend additional time there at the beginning proving it right. Like I, I do a thing and, and show like, no, this is, this is the way I did it. And here's why. And I had to explain the why, but then once, once you build up that credibility, once you build up that trust, and that's what it comes down to a lot is trust. But once that trust right. was there, then, then, then you don't have to, you, you, you don't have to spend quite as much time explaining yourself because, you know, you've, you've already built that, that up. But, you know, I think we've all kind of run across that if you're around our age, um, what, whatever profession you you've gotten into, um, you, you always heard that kind of phrase of, well, this is how we've always done it. This is how it's always been done. Yeah. Well, you know, times have changed economically, social, socially, um, all the way down the line of, of where we're trying to go as a society. So yeah, there's, there's things to your point that you did, you did it quick, you did it accurate and you kind of had your method to it and it worked. So you, you become an inspiration to them to say, all right, you cut down time, you did this but how did you do it? Because this isn't how we did it before. Right. And I've ran across the same thing. I'm sure our, our listeners have experienced something similar as well, but it's one of those things that, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel to do something, but at the same time, if we can find a quicker way to do it and it's accurate, by all means, let's try it. Right. Now this, this next stat, and then we'll, then we'll get into like a couple of the, the folks in the list, but the, the, this next stat is, is kind of interesting to me considering um <clears throat> so they they rated or they averaged the 
the respondents by their title or by their role. And people, as you might expect, people that are owners of a business, they ranked highest. So that in, on, a, on a scale of zero to a hundred, they, they have an 81 in terms of inspiration. Their inspiration index is high. People who are partners, directors, they're about 10 less than that. So they're at the, in the low 70s. Um, people who are in training, they're also in the 70s. But people who are managers, middle managers, have the lowest inspiration level. I, I just find that fascinating. It's like we, and, be, and the main reason I find it fascinating is because what tends to happen in business, or at least what I've seen is people who do well get promoted into a management role because you do that thing well. So why don't you manage that thing? And, and then to see the inspiration level apparently fall off or be lower than people at a, at a higher and even lower level, they are the lowest of all of the titles um, that's kind of fascinating to me. You know, I kind of, I can see that from, from personal experiences. And, and I think you can reflect and um, there's a perfect combination or analogy you can look at is the, the middle child syndrome, right? Because in, in that scenario, you've got people below the middle manager that is getting attention. They're trying to build themselves up. You've got the older child or the, the senior manager level who is at the top. They, they were the first ones there. They understand and you've got the middle child or the middle management person who, you know, they, they have been there long enough. They've made that step from the low part to the middle part. But how much longer does it take to get to the, the top? Right. Is there a progression in place? Um, you know, and I've seen it before where you get into that scenario where you've got too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Uh, yeah. and, and that's you've got too many bosses and there's not enough people below them. Uh, I've seen companies where there's managers of no one. So when you get to that level and you're, you have a title of manager yet there's nobody reporting to you. That starts to, to me, that raises some, some red flags because, you know, when, when you start looking from the top down, I have a person who's a manager that has no oversight of anybody else. Why do they have that title? Right. So, you know, where's the inspiration then if you have a title you know, a lot of us get to a point where, you know, I want to be a leader. I want to be the person that people can come to. But if people aren't coming to me or if there's no one to come to me, where where can I inspire somebody at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's a great, that's a, that's a great uh, stat, though. I like that because it, it's perfect. Um, I've seen it. Again, you, you see it, and I've seen it a lot from the sporting aspects of things with, with kids. When especially if you have a middle child and you know they're trying to get attention from both ends, they don't know where to go. So it's like, all right, where 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 can I pull that inspiration from today? And right. that middle manager is that, that that kid right there where you know they go into work and they do their job, but where where am I going to move to? Who am I going to help today? And it, it's a, it's a difficult line sometimes you have to, to walk across. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, let's um, let's take a look at. Uh, I think we've got enough time left here to talk about at least one of these quotes. Um, so I'm going to give you a few names. I don't know if you'll know all these people because I don't know all of them. Okay. Um, 
And you you pick one, and we'll, I'll, I'll I'll read you what they had to say about inspiration. So we've got we've got the first one I know, Richard Branson. Okay. All right. Um, we got Naomi Simpson. She's apparently a business owner in Australia, I think. Um, okay. We've got Catherine Minshew. Uh, Bless you. <laughs> uh, the Muse, uh, and John Steinberg. Who do you want? Uh, let's go with Branson. Branson. All right. John Steinberg, by the way, is BuzzFeed. Okay. Richard Branson. <clears throat> so his an- his answer to what inspires him was game-changing people everywhere. He says, uh, he says, my professional inspiration has no separation from my personal inspiration. It is people who will stop at nothing to make a positive difference to other people's lives. I am fortunate to come across quite a few of these game-changing people and the desire to help and keep up with them is what drives me. He said, if you are a creative, then inspiration can come from anywhere. Creators are never fully satisfied. They can always be better. They're determined to change the game for good. I would love to hear what motivates you to where do you find inspiration? So he was sort of asking that you know, to anyone who was reading it. Um, and I really like that. I, 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 I think that's a really cool, um, cool way of thinking of, of, of it. And I think we talked about this a little bit, um, on one of our previous episodes where, uh, seeing other people do can inspire, can inspire you. Right. And that's a Branson has a great quote, and I mean he's been successful for a long time for that reason because he puts his people at the forefront, recognizes them, and you know he he continues to learn and adjust to to the business side and to the personal side of things. Uh, that's a great quote, and again I loved how he ended it with asking you what what inspires you. Yeah, so, I mean, he kind of gave his his answer, but at the same time, he wants to know what yours is because he's going to try to pull inspiration from that, maybe to help him get better. Yeah, um, that he's been a huge success, and that's one of those people that you kind of look back on as as you build uh, your working career and uh, if you're building a business or, in our case, trying to do something with this podcast. Where can we get uh, more success, and how can we get better? And that's feedback and hopefully we're getting some feedback from from our listeners of you know what they want to hear um what they like and dislike about what we're doing and we're going to try to improve on, on those aspects and those answers absolutely yeah in his in his full article which you can find just search you know what inspires me uh from uh, richard branson he had a quote Richard Branson has a quote from Steve Jobs in his article, and he says, uh, it's the, the the crazy ones quote. It's the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. And, oh, yes. uh, and I love that. I, I love that sentiment. And I think that um, too often people, people can get stuck in their own, in their, they can get in their own way, I guess. And, um, you know, to, to know that, no matter who you are, no matter what your situation is, that you can make a difference, even if it's a small difference in your world or in the world of those around you, um, that, uh, you know, dream big and, and do it, you know, do, work, work oh, yeah. towards that and, and you can make it happen. 
I love it. And, and, and that's, you know, we, we both had those examples that we've given where you know, we, we had a goal and a dream of what we wanted to, to do, what we wanted to um, kind of set forth and accomplish. And, and, and both our situations, we've had opportunities where we've been successful, we've had success, but along those same lines, we, we faced failure. And, and how do you overcome that and get better it's experiences? And, and that's been one of the best things that I've been able to do uh, with everything that I've tried to get accomplished. Love it. Well, Tim, I think that brings us to the end of our show. So thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewv.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewv.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more inspiration. And until then, stay inspired and be inspiring. Be inspiring.